Break a leg. Radio.
Those are timeless questions most of us ask ourselves somewhere along our journey in life, and they can be answered. And we'll get to that in just a moment, so stay tuned. This is your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am the founder and CEO of the Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology and energy psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest, Sarah Wiseman, is a spiritual teacher and award-winning author who has reached tens of thousands of students worldwide through her books, courses, podcasts, blog, and music. In addition to her being a top contributor on Daily Om, Sarah is also the founder of Intuition University. She hosts two popular podcasts, Ask Sarah and Spiritual Psychic, and writes the Daily Divine blog. She has also produced four award-winning music albums with her band, Martyrs of Sound. She is joining us today to discuss her most recent book, Messages from the Divine, Wisdom for the Seeker's Soul. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so very much for taking time to join us yet again here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being (laughs) I'm being very good. I had so much time, fun the first time with you that I'm thrilled to be back. So thank you for having me. Oh, you are quite welcome. I can't even tell you how thrilled I am. I love, love, love your book. I just love it. I could not put it down. I read it in one five-hour sitting. It is so practical, easy to understand, simple to adopt. This is truly the ultimate guide. It truly is. And I don't say these things lightly. It's probably one of the best books I've ever read in my life. And it, I just couldn't put it down. It made so much sense. So I wanted to know wow. if we could start with you telling Yeah, I mean, it really is good. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like, no bless, I'm blessing. You can't, you can't see it on the radio, but I'm blessing. I, I just, <laughs> thank you. I don't know what to say. Oh, oh well, you know, like that. Yeah, seriously, you know, I mean, yeah, thank you is enough and once is plenty. But, you know, (laughs) let's start with you telling us how you originally came to receive messages from the divine. Yes, thank you. Well, this book, I have written, um, you know, a, a number of books, but and most of them were written in the regular way of just sitting down and 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 sort of writing away. But this book was channeled. So my experience was there was a period of time a little while back and I was woken up at, you know, that bewitching hour of three or four in the morning, depending uh, on uh, which day it was. And I was woken up like this for several months and I was compelled to go get up and go to the sofa and get my trusty laptop out again. And just this, these messages just 
came through in those wee hours. And they just, some of the times, well, all the times I would have my eyes closed. And some of the times I actually think I, I'm not even sure I was awake. They just poured through, which is, it was the strangest thing. And it just kept going and going and going. And um, they just kept coming in. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay, sorry. Something's going on with the sound. <laughs> so I'm sorry, it kept going and going and going, and that's when I lost you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just kept going and going, and um, the messages came through absolutely, like lesson one, it just came through. Lesson 10, it just came through. They, uh, like all of one piece, they just arrived without... You know, I just sat down and sort of took dictation on them. And I don't know, um, sometimes we talk about, you know, what what spirit guides things come from. I would just say maybe it was a council of beings. I don't really have any sense of any particular personalities or names or anything like that. It was just a, a, a sense of knowing coming through. Did they come in any particular order, the order they're in the book, or did you have to arrange them once you received all of them? They came exactly as in the book, just, okay. you know, I, I don't think I, I don't think I necessarily did one per night, but sometimes I would do, I don't remember actually. I think sometimes I did a couple, sometimes I did one. It just came, I mean, it really wasn't anything that was edited after, you know, except for maybe for spelling because of <laughs> typing with my eyes closed. So I'm sure there was that. But and it, fast, it wasn't, yeah. Um, they, <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely fast. Like you have to because it's it's just coming through. But um, very interesting experience. Now you receive these messages for that book, but didn't you receive messages for the other books as well? Weren't those books Mm -hmm. part of your experience of receiving? Yes. Yeah, I have received messages for two other books. There's a I received a, a chunk of teachings called the 33 Lessons, which are in my first book, and and that's like a much shorter series of lessons. There, it's much shorter. And then I have another book where I receive um, really short lessons called the Four Passages of the Heart. But this book, um, it, you know, it was so extensive and so complete and. Um, the the messages were much more um, advanced, I would say. So it was it was a much bigger. It was almost like I was getting ready to do this book with those other those other shorter, simpler receivings in the past. I got to get those books now. Okay, so <laughs> I'll do it backwards. It's okay. <laughs> now, but the, in your in your book, you state that it's your fourth published book, but the third is not yet published, and yet. Each was receiving is built on the last, creating a progressive spiritual thought system. So, why is the divine not guiding you to publish the third one? I think it's because it's really short, and so I'm not sure it's a. Maybe it'll get added, you know, attached to something else. I don't know. It's pretty short. Okay. I don't know that okay. it would be book worthy. <laughs> yeah, it's pamphlet worthy. Like, I don't know. I like this book so much. I'm like, please, divine, don't hold back. I want more. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want more too. I don't know if that'll, I mean, I'm hoping that it will happen again. And, you know, I will get up at four in the morning if I have to, but I wish it 
we're yeah. a little easier, but we'll, you know, I'm open, but it nothing's happened yet. So um, we'll see what happens. Well, you know what they say, there's no such thing as time, and the universe just decides when, when they're ready and you're ready, right. and there you go. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Now, in receiving these messages, because you do that, because you get these messages, has it allowed you, do you consider yourself psychic? Has it allowed you to be more psychic in that, in the perceived definition of the word? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely psychic for sure. And that's been, that's been going on since I started, or actually before I started receiving the first batch. Um, what I think receiving these messages has done for me is it's opened my spiritual understanding um, mm. really, really way more. Like it's really expanded my understanding um, more so than expanded my psychic abilities. Okay. All right. Well, I, as I said, I was reading this book. So now I'm going to do a little thing here because, oh, my gosh, I started at the very beginning, which is where everybody starts, and I get to page four. Page four, okay? I'm only on page four, the interlude, new soul, okay? Now, I love the explanation of what happens when a new soul comes into the world. But what I loved more was when you write, and this was, this was not the universe, the divine. This was you. We don't know. And I just love that because as many times as I've heard self-proclaimed experts, because they're either a psychic, a medium, a religious person, had a near-death experience, whatever it is, we don't know. And I've heard people tell me a soul cannot reincarnate quickly after passing or a soul that just left the body cannot communicate because it's too soon. Now, that I know for sure is not true because I had a friend pass and three hours to the minute after I left her wake, a meeting, medium started telling me my friend was there, and she was, she was. So they can mm-hmm. communicate very quickly after leaving the body. Then we move on to page five, and you state, we don't know again. <laughs> I want to thank you for that because mm-hmm. that's the truest, mm-hmm. most honest approach I've ever heard. We don't, and I've said a gazillion times, even on this show, we don't know a damn thing until we get there. We can guess, but we don't know for sure. And here's where mm-hmm. it, it really you sucked me in. Then you said, the gift is a mystery. The mystery is a gift. And that's when you got me. That's when I was hooked. And it only got better from there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Just mm. in those pages, I well, think it was three pages, four, five, and six. Crazy mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Well, and all this saying, we don't know, we don't know, I suddenly, you know, people have these, you get flooded with body, body chills or back chills. And I don't know why, mm-hmm. but when you're saying that, I'm I'm having those those chills all over. Yeah, I mean, who's we have these belief systems, and and maybe they're right, or maybe they're wrong, or or maybe they're partly right, you know, or or maybe they're that's all we can figure out at this stage of our evolution. But at least it's it's something to go on, and if it's working for you, you know, there's so many paths. The whole idea is connect to the universe and if that's a if one path takes you there like do that if another path takes you there do that uh we don't <laughs> we don't know which is we the, don't know there you the go path. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly be open be open yeah. be open to anything because well, i think what i've figured out is that I, I know I'm smart, and people say to me, oh, you think you're smart? And I say, no, I know I am a test well, so, you know, there's that. 
so it's a given. I'm smart, but I'm also smart enough. To, I'm also smart enough to know I don't know everything. We can't. We can't possibly know everything. So, you know, when you when you know that, you can be really open about. Yeah, anything's possible because it is. Because anything yeah. is. Because we don't know. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I and sometimes, yeah. And people are smart at you know, like I'm not super great at say um algebra trig not not <laughs> not a fan mm-hmm. there but uh, mm-hmm. but you know everybody's got their own gifts and ways of of being smart and and so it's like together we're creating this way of figuring out things by exchanging our beliefs and talking about things and you know exploring together like you said being open yeah really, really open so that you can fully explore and observe and discover and grow. When you're open, you mm-hmm. grow more, you get more, you're in receiving mode. You're not in, you know, you're not restricting because when you're restricting, you're blocking the dam and the water can't flow. As soon as you say, I'm open, mm-hmm. oh gosh, a whole flood of things come to you and you have no idea in, in your wildest imaginings how wondrous life can be. You have no idea and it will mm-hmm. all come to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just in the first you know, I mean, I read it from cover to cover. So I'm on page four, five, and six, which is probably because I read the intro and everything, like maybe page 20. That's not that far to be into a 300-page book to know this is a great book. This is a great work of art here. And it just, you just sucked me right in. I was hooked. And as I said, it only got better from there. Further on, and, you know, and by the time I was on page 17, I had like 40 questions. <laughs> I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be crazy, you know. But further on, you say, you know, in essence, we were abandoned when we enter the world and we spend our life mm-hmm. remembering who we truly are. And that really struck me that, yeah, we were abandoned by the divine to come here and entrusted in these humans' hands to grow us and raise us and, you know, make sure they don't plant us too deep or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's up to us to remember who we truly are. So you say in the book, everyone does at some point. How do we know we're remembering who we truly are? Hmm. Well, some people start, you know, when they're very young, they they sort of never lose that remembering. And some people, it, it seems to me uh, that some people start that journey once they re- reach whatever, you know, they consider adulthood. That's part of the journey is when we start to take a look at, gosh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a, a a daughter or a son or I'm a spouse or not a spouse or I'm a I'm all these roles and I'm a worker all these roles that we put on and then we just start to look at but that's take away all the roles and I'm still something and so what is mm-hmm. that it's the soul essence take away all the identities and a lot of times people start to approach this around, I don't know, this isn't the only age, but a common age is around the 40s. There's this first wave yep. of this, like, who, what, who am I? <laughs> what am I doing? And uh, then there seems to be another quite big second wave in the 50s. And uh, I think that there are waves also going further. It's like once you start exploring it deeper and deeper into um, the question of, and then you're like, well, if I'm a soul, what is that? And how do I live as that? How do I drop all the identities down and start living from this essence part instead of from the surface part? 
And it's interesting because we, I, I agree with you. I think it does start at 40, and then, and it's almost like dominoes. You just can't stop the flow. Once you start learning mm-hmm. you, and growing, you want to grow more and more. And getting, it, it depends, you know, you can hear something 52 gazillion times, and it, you don't get it. And then somebody says something in a different way, and everything falls right. into place. Yeah. That's what your book does. That's what your book does. Your oh. book takes hmm. everything prior to and just like it was like, boom. And I was like, I know this. I know this. And mm-hmm. I was laughing. Yes, yes, now, yes. I don't think you wrote this book to be funny. You know, it's not a funny book. It's not mm-hmm. a humorous mm-hmm. book. But I was laughing because I was like, oh, my gosh, I know all this stuff. This is crazy. And it made complete and total sense. And I think it will to most people just by the way it's written, it's not, there are some that books that are channeled that are very complex and it's difficult to understand right. what the divine is saying because it's speaking in a language that's not present day English. This is present day English and how we talk. So you get into the uh, rhythm, if you will, of where divine ends and you begin, you know, and you can, mm-hmm. you can segregate it out just after the first couple of pages. So I found that to be mm-hmm. extremely interesting and I liked that because it made so much sense. Mm-hmm. That's what made it simple and easy to understand. But it, it's also said I, in the book that, you know, do, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I think you're absolutely right that people are going to have this sense of recognition when they read it. It's almost like everything they know already is, is kind of put down in this very um, clear order, like a orderly progression. So it's, it's, it's just like all there all at once. And they already knew it, but maybe they didn't know it in that order. And so it's it's very um, it's very it resonates, I think, with a lot of people who've been on the path for a while. Yeah, yeah, I really I really think so. And and I think if somebody read it and if they weren't on the path for a while, they'd still get a lot out of it simply because it's yeah. that easy to understand. You don't have to go through. Don't go through everything we've been through. Read this book. You know, it's just easier. That's why I said it's the ultimate yeah. guide. It truly is. Uh, and, and everything that I'm saying here is this is what's written in the book. So I hate to keep saying it. That's also said in the book, but it is. In the book, it says, do we need, or I'm asking actually, do we need to learn every time who we are, or do we pick up where we left off, or or is this question a we don't know moment? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm hoping, I mean, from my own practices of uh, like past lives and future life kind of meditations, it sure feels like when I work with students in this way too, like we've all been progressing through lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. That's what these types of meditations seem to be showing. So I'm hoping (laughs) we get bonus points (laughs) For what we did the last <laughs> lifetime, I'm just hoping, you know, because it's hard to we we got we got to have some the, the the consciousness has to, you know, every time it gets more expanded. I don't think that that goes away. I think we keep that expansion with us each time, each time we I go think forward. So too. Yeah, I don't think you yeah. can go back, and you'd have to you'd have to do right. something really big time odd to to go back. I don't think you do that. Uh, and, and I do yeah. think that each lifetime probably gets better. So if you're liking the one you have now and you want the next one to be even better, make this one better and the next one will be even better. You know, and, mm-hmm. and we can do that. We're all mm-hmm. capable of doing that. So it's just a matter of, and I don't mean, you know, go out and start, a, you know, making a whole bunch of money because that's, that's not it. People think that's success. That's right. not success. Success is 
being in your spiritual self and happy with who you are and what you're doing and, and presenting the gifts that you were given to this world in a way that is benefiting everybody else in this world. And, if, and like you said, the gift is the mystery. The mystery is the gift. So there you go. You know, there's so many profound yeah. statements there. Yeah, that really resonated a lot with me. And it makes you shift your perspective. I mean, five hours later, I was mm-hmm. a different person. And I was like, wow, I did not see that coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, there was something, <laughs> though, in the book that <laughs> it was cool, though. You know, and, and here is something that I do believe, but I can't believe I did it. And I don't like that I did it sometimes because Divine told you we all agree to our journey willingly. It is discussed with us. That's probably why we don't remember. We can't mm-hmm. believe we would intentionally agree to some of the things we're experiencing. But three times right. you wrote this down because three times the divine told you, you know, you are interested in having this experience because you want to see what happens. Three times that's written on the same page, mm-hmm. three times. Mm-hmm. The divine mm-hmm. really felt the need to drive that point home, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think so. I mean, th- there were times that um, it feels not bossy, that's not the right word, but very directive. The information was very mm-hmm. directive. And so I just work at, I mean, my goal, if if my goal is always when I'm receiving is to just write it down exactly as it is, even if there's like some weird word that I don't really know or some, you know, some of the phrasing can be, um, sometimes a little different than we would use in modern, a little, not archaic exactly, but just different. I just try and just get it exactly. And so if it was a repeat, there it is again, just taking it down as yeah. it was said. Yeah. Three times, which is the number of creation. Yeah. So the divine is really trying to let us know you're creating this. You agreed to this, you know, here's the contract. See, you signed mm-hmm. it. And I'm thinking, seriously, <laughs> I, I agreed to this because, huh. Yeah, I don't know about that, you know, <laughs> but but now yeah. I know three times. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And yes, I did. So that, that's a little annoying. Yeah. But then you had the audacity to write. And I do mean the, the audacity to write. <laughs> it's all a grand experiment, isn't it? And I'm like, no, Sarah, really, it's not. Not so much, you know. <laughs> but I will yeah, say this. But you know, I, yeah. I have always ahead, said I ahead. think I'm an experiment. I've always said I think I'm an experiment, and and you validated that. I got to that part, and I started laughing again. I was like, oh, yeah, she's validating that I am indeed an experiment. So, yeah, it, yeah. that was interesting. <laughs> well, it, or just a, an adventure. You know, that's the word I've been thinking about a lot. Like, what an adventure this is. Like, we we sort of can sort of kind of tell some of what's going to happen, but we don't really know, and, and, and we're just sort of walking in this mystery, uh, doing our soul lessons. It's pretty amazing and all this interesting stuff happens that you know we just never would have imagined or we find ourselves in unexpected places with wild people and you know it's just all very interesting situations that we find ourselves in and yeah we've agreed and now we're we're exploring yeah and you know that that's that's part of our need to focus on our lessons, you know, because we're here mm-hmm. for that purpose, whatever those lessons may be. And none are greater or less than another's. You know, nobody has mm-hmm. lessons mm-hmm. that are more than yours or harder than yours or different than yours. We're all learning at a pace that we can handle. And that's what the divine told you. But, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, even when I'm saying you don't get more than you can handle, 
sometimes I don't really believe that because it feels like a whole lot is expected of me to handle. I'm going to guess that's because I'm being hit over the head for the gazillionth time because I wasn't getting it in the first million other subtle ways of learning. I mean, is that how that process works or is this another we don't know? (laughs) Well, here's, I mean, yes, we don't know, but here's what I I have been feeling about that. Um, So in my own personal life right now, like I've been doing, a heck of a lot of um, radio and events, which for me is, is, it's challenging because I'm quite introverted. And so um, that's been like incredibly personally challenging to do that. And when I think about this idea of, but that's, you know, that's, it's not just about receiving the book. There's this other piece, you know, the receiving the book is kind of the easy part, regardless of getting up at four in the morning, but but now this piece is my soul lesson, and the, what it's doing is it's extend, like uh, pushing my edge or extending my, um, um, you know, ab- ability to like uh, it's making me more tenacious or it's building my talking muscle or exposure muscle or whatever you want to call it. And so, you know, it's challenging. And like you were saying, you know, sometimes you don't know if you can handle it all, but then you're in it for a while and you figure out how to do it. And that's what I'm starting to find out is like, okay, I can just, instead of fighting it and being overwhelmed by it, I can just be, well, this is, I, this is part of the lesson too. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to surrender to it instead of kicking and screaming <laughs> as I was doing two weeks ago. <laughs> now I'm just uh-huh. like, okay, this is, this is the lesson. So let's just be in the lesson and figure out, what I'm being shown. So that, that approach of surrendering and just accepting and, and not trying to put, put um, you know, any kind of attachment to like it's hard or it's too, too much or overwhelming, just like, okay, here's where I am. Just going to do it. And go with the flow, yeah. Of, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you go with the flow, it's always easier to paddle, you know, with the water instead of against <laughs> current, you know. And yeah. but we but we always yeah. try. It's like I'm going to swim against the current because why? It's not fun, you know. Just go with mm-hmm. it. Just go mm-hmm. with it. And I think that part of the lesson for you might be that well, okay, you said you're an introvert and you don't really like you know being out there. But hey, you're the one that's receiving these messages, and that means you're the delivery person. So you get mm-hmm. to be the delivery mm-hmm. person to help this world uplift this world and bring a higher vibration to this world. And this book definitely does that. Just hold the book. Hold the book for a couple of minutes, and you're going to feel different. Start to read it and forget it. You two are going to get sucked in. It is a great, great, great book. It's so much fun to read. It, it answers questions in a way that you just never got those answers before. It's very honest and true and open, and it is what it is. And I think that's what you're meant to do is to bring that out there and get to the masses so that more people mm-hmm. can start to become more conscious. That could be part yeah. of your lesson, you know, yeah, it kind of makes so. sense. It's, yeah, it's like I have to learn how to be out and about with others so that I can do my service to the book. You know, I have to serve the messages, so that makes complete mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah. and I, yeah. I mean, it's beautifully written, you know, I mean, it's it's done well, and you, of course, you articulate well, so there's, you know, there's no reason to not have the confidence that you're, you know, I think you do a great job. You were on once before, and I brought you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you're doing something right, you know? Yeah, yeah, yay. 
<laughs> now, it also states the divine says that consciousness may arrive early for some. It may not arrive until your last moments before death. But it always arrives. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a difficult mm-hmm. question that we're probably going to say we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it always arrives. If it arrives the last moments before death, the only person that really knows is the person who is leaving. Nobody else really knows. And I guess nobody else really knows when it happens to each of us anyway. It's our own thing. But are we sure that it always arrives? And when we're talking consciousness, it's not full, complete enlightenment. It's just the consciousness of, of this lesson in this lifetime. I think what I would put it as, um, it's, it's the understanding that you're more than your brain or your mind or your body or your identity. There's just that one moment where the light goes on. And it's like, I'm an infinite being. I'm, I'm a soul. I'm, I'm, I'm eternal. I'm part of the universe. And that's the piece where that light bulb goes off. And once you have that, like you said, you can't go back. You can't go backwards once you've had that experience. So some people do. I mean, people who are 10 years old or five years old, they have this. Other people, it just takes them a lot longer. But um, And it does not necessarily happen, you know, in, in a yoga class or at a workshop. And it also doesn't necessarily happen you know, from an accident or a big, you know, mishap in your life. Sometimes it can just happen. You, you just, you're just walking around in your day and maybe, maybe there's a, you know, just, you're just peacefully walking and observing and suddenly you just become aware of your consciousness. Like you just suddenly just become aware of yourself as that instead of all the identities and thoughts and and to-do lists and so forth in your head you just become aware of yourself as this infinite being just part of everything it can happen in the most unexpected places so once that happens it just starts to happen more and more and more well i was just going to say it's not like it's a one-shot deal and you're there it's 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 being in that moment and realizing that and then you go about your day and then it happens again and and you're right it will Mm -hmm. just perpetuate and become more often and i really think that's probably what happened when i was reading the book because i i you know i thought i was very well aware and you know and i'm walking around teaching this stuff and clients come in i talk to them and i work on them and i do workshops and and everything and and host this show and i think yeah okay i'm you know i'm pretty pretty good at this but when i read the book there was like a Mm -hmm. whole new light that shined on things, a whole different way of looking at things that I literally didn't see it coming. I did not see it coming, you know? And so I think that for that reason, it opens you up even more mm -hmm. because we're constantly opening up our heart. And I think that's what that does. I think there's something about, because the messages come from guides. So it's almost like they're imbued or they contain or their essence is, is very light. I find it too. Like sometimes I'll just pick up the book and maybe I'll read it out loud for something I'm teaching, or maybe I'll just be uh, typing out an excerpt to send to someone for, you know, something. And even in the act of just like looking at it again, I always get this state of this really deep, still calmness. And that's where that consciousness comes, you know, that the consciousness comes in. It's like, Oh, yeah, it's like the book of 
helping you remember over and over, like every page. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a soul. Yeah. Oh, soul. So a soul doesn't worry about the laundry. <laughs> right. <laughs> a, soul, a soul does the laundry, but a soul isn't obsessed with the laundry. That's a soul's like really in amazement at the world, you know? Yeah. And I think, too, that as you read the book, although you channeled this, okay, and you wrote these words down, mm-hmm. I think the reader, mm-hmm. whoever the reader is, reads these words, and these words were written for them, so they would get the understanding they need to get, which is akin to you, you, you get the information that you need when you need it. Mm-hmm. Do, you, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm yeah. trying to say? It's almost like it's a, it's a mystical code where it's like I read the book and I get one thing, somebody reads the book and gets another yes. thing because it's the way that they need to perceive. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, you read the book start to finish. Like I don't think I've ever read a book start to finish in my life. I usually start about three quarters back. And I read the end <laughs> and then I go back and read the middle. And I read the front. So, I do it once so a week I, for my show. <laughs> So I no, but I think that people like you could just open the book at random and just like see what what's oh, on absolutely. that page, you know. Oh, yeah. So it's not like, or you could uh, you could read a little bit and that might be all you can digest at the moment. Put it down, pick it up in a couple but weeks, the words, a little more. But the words that yeah. you read, even though they're the same words you. that I'm reading, will have a di- yes. It's like the yeah. book is written independently for you and individually for you it is a gift to you and here we go back to the gift is a mystery the mystery is a gift I believe this book is that mm. yeah this book yeah book is the gift and and it is a mystery and the mystery is the gift which is the book ah I love this idea of thinking of our lives as a mystery is the gift is the mystery the mystery is the gift too because it really takes the pressure off um, thinking mm-hmm. we have to be in charge of everything or thinking we have to have it all figured out. We're just, we're just in the mystery and the mystery is beautiful. It's amazing. Just, it, it we really can just is. Enjoy no matter it. what you're thinking. Yeah. If you can just yeah. enjoy it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Now, one of yeah. the other things that's in there that I wanted to get to is each of us is given a soul contract to accomplish in a lifetime. I get that. But we might be here to sacrifice on a karmic level for a soul we've been working with a long time. Okay, so what does that mean? Is it us not teaching them well or the soul that we're working with not receiving it well? Can you like provide an example? Yeah, so um, we can sacrifice for other, for other souls in a lot of different ways. We can like decide that that's something we want to do for them. So maybe one example could be that you're a really expanded person and you're in relationship with a person who's like super negative, but for some reason, instead of the so-called healthy thing to do, you know, which would be to leave, you decide you're going to stay and um, stick something out with them. You don't know why, but you're making a sacrifice for them. It's this big soul contract you have together. Um, another, uh, a personal reason for me. So my youngest daughter had pretty, has pretty significant scoliosis. And at the time we discovered this, um, many years ago, uh, she's fine now. She had an, a surgery just, anyway, but at the time we discovered it, uh, I was driving, driving on the freeway and I 
just learned about it from the doctors and I was driving up on the freeway crying and crying, you know, Oh universe, please. If you could just, I'll just do anything, you know, if there's anything I can do to just help her, if I can just somehow take this burden from her, if somehow there's any way I can just take this from her. And I went to the off exit and I stopped at the stoplight. And just as I was saying those words, if there's anything I can take from her, I was massively rear-ended in the back. And then I Mm. had for a significant period of time, these neck and back issues. Now I'm fine too. Now we're both fine, but it was just like the universe saying, okay, you want to take a little karma (laughs) for your daughter? Mm -hmm, Okay, We're going to give you this. And I hope, I pray that that lifted her burden. And that's not something I would take for anyone. It's just that right. in this, the two souls that are that my daughter and me have this particular agreement that we've decided to do together in this lifetime. So that's, that's a pretty, pretty clear example of even how the timing was on that, something like that. And that's in this lifetime. But when, when Divine says, you know, a soul we've been working with a long time, I looked at that as though, you mean lifetime after lifetime after lifetime? Who here is not getting it? Who's not understanding the mm-hmm. teacher or the student? Mm-hmm. And who is the teacher or the student? You know, why is it taking so long? Well, I think the le- the lessons are pretty big. I mean, and if we figure that we don't really start working on things until, you know, our our, 40, our yeah. adulthood. Yeah. So probably many lifetimes when we were younger, you know, we passed younger because we didn't live that long. We probably just got to survive. We didn't even get to start to look at this stuff. I think, I think being able to look at our consciousness is kind of a newer thing to evolution wise. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, there's many ancient traditions like, uh, say Buddhism you would think that that's incredibly right. conscious but I don't I don't know if they were looking at these same questions it's a little bit different system mm-hmm. I don't yeah, yeah that's interesting idea yeah yeah mm-hmm. it is yeah something to look at and then you know when I talk to people in yoga classes and stuff about being present just being people don't necessarily get mm-hmm. that they think it means sitting still and doing absolutely nothing but that's really so far from the truth I myself look at being as awareness of what is here now. What is here now? What mm-hmm. do you, you know, what is happening now? And, and your focus is on the here and now, which removes everything else. So if you're with mm-hmm. someone at lunch and you're texting, you're not being present in either case. You're not present anywhere. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what do you or the divine mean by being Mm-hmm. Being it, just exactly as you said, pretty much, uh, it's being in a state of awareness of everything versus instead of being aware of or being locked down by your thoughts or your worries or your identities or your um, to-do list. It's just simply um, just noticing that you're part of everything right here, right now. Here's an example, I guess. So I, I live in Salem, Oregon, and just the other day, we had a big phone alert, and <laughs> we we didn't know what. Everyone in the city got this giant blaring phone alert, and what it was is that our water supply has been contaminated by an algae, and it, it's restricted drinking for a little while. 
And so everyone was just in a complete tizzy and state, like, how can I get some water? And on and on and on and on. And, and something about that moment, I wasn't concerned. We had water. I didn't think it was a big deal issue. But something about that moment, um, a little while after, when I was kind of spiraling out into worry, and I just thought, if I just took away all the worry and just kind of didn't participate in that, and I just sat with like what was right here in front of me. It was a beautiful day, the wind blowing through the trees. It's like, wow, this is incredibly amazing. So why am I attaching to this thing that isn't even part of my nowness? Why am I even going there? Why not just be with mm. what's what I'm really with, which is I was sitting outside, it was lovely. Just be with that. Yeah, I think people have a tough time letting go, especially when it comes to all that they need to do for work and technology and keeping up and, and all of that. And, you know, I I just don't participate in that. Someone does my social media for me because I, I don't want to. I just I don't see the need. It mm-hmm, doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me. Um, you know, I don't have mm-hmm. a magic phone. I have a flip phone from 2006, and all it does is be a phone. It is a phone. It is an intended purpose, and that's what it does, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that the more you can reduce the stress and the overwhelm and just be in the moment that you're in, and that doesn't mean you can't do your to-do list. Of course you have to. We have to live. But with each item that you're doing, be present with it. Do it. It'll get done a lot faster. Yep. It'll be a lot less yeah. stressful, you know, and you'll have more time. And people don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yes, you do. You absolutely do. One other, yeah. uh, another thing that came up was um, failure. Okay, there's a whole chapter on failure. Failure holds us back. When we fail, it decreases our confidence in our ability to take another leap to do something because we don't want to experience that loss again. And I couldn't see how anyone would get disinterested in taking a leap if they have, like people in business, they've started a business and it failed and they started another business and it failed and they started yet another business and it failed. So mm-hmm. when the divine says, you know, failure is really something that you need to to work on it's one of our lessons how do you get the lesson when you've gone through multiple disappointments what do you need to do to not experience the fail or get past it and is that the lesson what is the is there an underlying lesson to failure I mean what I I don't get that whole thing about I can understand if you're not doing if you do something over and over and over again it doesn't work after all you're going to say this isn't for me you know, and yet mm-hmm. you need to survive, you need to make a living. So I wonder how does that, if failure holds us back, how can we allow failure to not hold us back? How can we get past it? Mm-hmm. I think there's two parts. Sometimes we fail and fail and fail because we're trying to climb the wrong mountain. You know, we're trying mm-hmm. to climb mountain A and we're like, hey, you should be over in mountain B, you know. Right. <laughs> You're just a mountain yep, B person. I get that. And, and yeah, so, but we're just whatever society tells us mountain A is better or whatever it is. So sometimes it's a signal, no, wrong path. You be on your path over here with mountain B. Other times it's this idea of pushing your edge and this idea that how can we be expected to, to be able to know everything before we try and do it? We can't. I always think, you know, like with a a little toddler, if they're trying to walk, you don't punish them when they fall down. You know, the first six months they're getting their legs together. 
you encourage them. And that's so much mm-hmm. failure, you know, fall, fall, fall. And then finally, steady walking. We're not different. Or if we think of when we were in our teenage years, you might just consider that as a colossal batch of failure and discomfort and cringeworthy emotions, you know. That's why it's so difficult because everything's new. And so we're learning how to move through things. And that moving through new things, it it doesn't change in our 30s or 40s or 50s. We're always pushing that edge and that always takes um, trying. And so the idea of the book is that failure is growing because every time you're trying, expanding your sense of who you are and um, you're expanding your tenacity and you're expanding your, um, your willingness to participate in, at a bigger level. Yeah, it's just that sometimes you see people that everything they touch turns to gold and somebody else working so hard and nothing is coming together and your heart just goes out to them because you can see that they're just yep. working so hard and it's not working. Yeah, I do think that that's probably the mountain A, mountain B example. If you're working that hard, you know, this idea of flow, of if we're on the right path, things it are going to be not, not hard. Yeah, they're, gonna be, they're not going to be easy peasy, but they're going to have this sense of right path, right timing, supported by the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You'll yeah. get signs. Yeah. 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 Enjoyment. It's a, enjoyment. It's a balancing yeah. act. Yeah. There, there's a balance yeah. there, you know. There really is a balance there because then you hear about, you know, somebody was digging for gold, digging for gold, digging for gold, and then sold the property, and the next person came in and, and three <laughs> feet in hit gold. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, mm-hmm. so how come person A didn't get to do that? You know, that's the mountain yeah. A, mountain B. That person wasn't meant to and be the wealthy it's, person. It's also the idea of, who are we to know what soul lessons, you know, the person that was digging and then the person who got the gold, maybe the person that got the gold then got the gold and, and had these amazing difficult soul lessons about uh, how uh, misery with money, you know, we, we can't, we can't judge the other soul's path. We just don't know. Yeah. About. Yeah. Yeah. And then we don't know. We We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I need to make big buttons, you know, that people can wear on their lapels. We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) You know, I think that's a great idea. I truly do. Stickers, they're cheaper. (laughs) You know, you can put them on all the clothes and not own them. Yeah. So here's a question for you that that you will understand. Listeners may not. And, you know, you're going to have to go buy the book and read two thirds of the way through to figure this one out. So do you still eat basil that you grow? Do I still eat basil? Uh, I well, I don't think we've grown basil for actually. (laughs) So I'm not sure. But I would. I would eat basil. I would eat basil. Did you have were you able to reconcile yourself with the fact that it was okay that everything's here for a purpose and even if that purpose is to be eaten for another to thrive? Yeah, I think so. Yes. So you're okay. talking about there was an experience. I think I was really expanded. I ate, um, I was just in a very conscious state and I really was connecting with nature that summer. And um, when I ate some basil from a living plant, it just was really struck me like this is a living being and um but now i feel that yeah we're all connected and mm-hmm. i think that um dealing with things in respect for their soul essence i think it's okay i think it's okay 
Yeah. Um, well, because I read that, yeah. and I was like, oh, my God, is she eating? She needs to eat. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm eating. Eat, Believe you know? me. I'm eating. <laughs> so that's so not, she needs that's to not eat. a soul lesson I've mastered yet, the, the, the soul lesson of being skinny. I haven't figured that one out. So. Oh, my gosh. So it's like, she has to be eating. This is crazy. You know, that part, that, I, that was laughable, yeah. too. And my final question, yeah. we are getting toward the top of the hour here, but you are the founder of Intuition University. So go ahead and please tell us a little bit about that, if you would. Oh, sure. So what I really wanted to do is make uh, make systems so that people could learn how to use their intuition and their from a spiritual approach. So I have a ton of, I think I have 20 study courses that are part of the self-study portion of Intuition University. And then and they're only like uh, $10. Most of those I have with Daily Ohm. And then I also mm-hmm. have a small group training uh, that we do every semester. Um, and people can study uh, direct directly with me. We do a phone conference kind of thing. So there's that. And for the book itself, I do have a free 11-week online course that people can jump into anytime. It's an, kind of an evergreen self-study but that's free and so people can just get that on my website sarahwiseman.com that's great oh my gosh i I can't believe we're almost out of time i knew that that this show would go very quickly (laughs) yeah and of course they can purchase your book messages from the divine on your website as well as local bookstores and amazon absolutely yes yes that's great well, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. This is a great show. I, uh, I mean, I love this book. I can't say that enough. It's a fabulous book. You, you know, I know it's May, but the holidays are coming. <laughs> and this year is already going by very quick. Oh, my God, it's almost June. It's the end of May. It, June is on Friday. So we're halfway through the year, right. people. You know, if you get this book now and get the other ones that are there and give them as a gift in a little group package, You'll have all your shopping done, and you can enjoy the holidays with no stress, anxiety, or overwhelm. Oh, and there you go. Oh, um, it's it's the perfect great. gift. It's it is great. It is great. Oh, so I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, and I loved your absolutely amazing questions. They were great. So I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you are quite welcome. Yeah. Okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world. That's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including my sound healing concerts and labyrinth walks. Please also check out Soji Huggles Children's Foundation 
Every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need, 100%. We are also run solely by volunteers. There's no salary, stipends, or compensation of any kind to anyone. No one gets one penny. So if you're working at Soji Huggles, you're working for free. You are a volunteer. It all goes to the kids. So go to SojiHuggles.org to learn about our fundraising campaigns and how your donation helps kids in need. And, you know, we really believe we're investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. So thank you for taking time to visit our website, SojiHuggles.org. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRGAwareRadio and at SojiHuggles. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. I got a roof over my head I got a warm place to sleep So that's my life When I remember how
Facebook. I have Facebook only for my children's foundation. I don't have Facebook for anything else because to me it's fake book. Oh, okay. I do Twitter okay. a lot, so okay. everything gets tweeted out. I do Twitter um, too. But I do Twitter. I, yeah, I love and Twitter, I know, so I'll, it'll be on there too. And I know in August there's a couple of spots that I have open, and this will be one. Will be a replay in August, definitely. So oh, I do replay the show you. because that's why I don't say tonight or uh, give the date. You know, I used to give Got the it. date, and I realized, oh, that's not good. Yeah. So it will play yeah, again. Yeah. And usually people see influx when it plays again. So, you know, that's really good. Plus, mm-hmm. do books like this I take with me when I travel, and people always ask me, what are you reading? You are so intense, or you're laughing, or you're writing so much. What are you doing? And then when I tell them what I do, I've literally seen people get off of planes, go into the bookstore, and if the book is there, they buy it, or they write it down and <laughs> tell me they're going to get it. Or sometimes they show me, look, I just ordered it on Amazon. I'm like, oh, good for you. You have one of those phones. <laughs> you know? <'Cause> I don't. <laughs> oh, well, I hope, you. I, I hope some, someday I may get out to the East Coast. We'll see. So hopefully I could um, catch up with you if that happens at that time because that would be a lot of fun. So. It would well, be. thank yeah, you so much. Was... Keep my information. Yeah. You are welcome. Thank you. Oh, oh, well, thank you. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, good. Well, have a great rest of your day, and I appreciate it, and um, look forward to connecting another time. So. Thank you so much. You have a good night. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.